Hello everyone, welcome to Season 2 of Wild Card Wrestling, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional wrestling. My name is Aaron, I'm alongside here with Brandon, David, and Jamal. How are we all doing today, gentlemen? Amazing. We're good. Oh, hi, Mark. Alrighty. And our first topic of choice of this particular episode, take an established wrestling match stipulation, like the Royal Rumble or TLC, and make it more interesting. And in our hot tag conversation, the greatest thing wrestling has ever done outside the wrestling business. So let's jump right inside here and let's take let's talk about the topic of choice. We have all these different types of wrestling gimmick type matches. Everything from the Royal Rumble the TLC, to uh, the Elimination Chamber. We have the Lumberjack matches. We have the Battle Royals. Uh, the Bull Rope matches, we haven't seen in quite a while, but um, probably because it's TV PG now, and you can't be strangling people with bull ropes nowadays. But what if we take an established thing like the Royal Rumble and make it more interesting? Or what if we took a TLC and made that more interesting? These types of gimmick matches have been going on for decades now. It doesn't matter which wrestling promotion that you were a fan of watching when you were a kid. There was always some kind of different type of wrestling match besides your average one-on-one or a tag team match inside of the 20x20 the 20 20 wrestling ring. They had steel cage matches. They had uh, the Texas Tornado tag team matches in, in the 1980s. Then they had a uh, Texas death match. Don't know why these things are all based around Texas, but anyways, there are all these types of different types of gimmick matches. If we take some of these matches and make them more interesting, um, let's start with you, Brandon. If we take ourselves some interesting match stipulations and we decide to make them more interesting, is, is there one or two or three or several that come off the top of your head that you say, hey, let's take this, but let's do this instead for this type of match? always want to take the Hell in the Cell okay. and light it on fire. Yes. Because <laughs> it's, then it's literally hell in a cell. An inferno match mixed with the steel cage match. I like it. I like it already. So you're going to have a, uh, a ring, mm-hmm. but outside mm-hmm. the ring there's going to be flames going. Yeah, oh yeah. And then you got the cage outside of the... Of the ring and the flames. No, no, no. I think you got that mixed up. Oh, I'm sorry. Light the actual cage on fire. Oh, light the cage on fire. Yeah, so there's a cage surrounding a ring mm-hmm. that's an emblazing inferno. What do you so, do to the... Let, let me uh, ask you this. So, <clears throat> you've got to realize how much Vaseline these wrestlers are going to be covered in not to get burned. Oh, yeah. They're... Like, they're, they're like literal... This is beyond pouring levels of Vaseline and baby oil that yes. they have to go through. Yeah. Like this is, this will make the skin industry blush by looking at these wrestlers. Wait, I, I think you're missing the point. I you're understand. Not gonna, you're not going to see anything. It's a literal blazing inferno. How are you going to get a camera in there? <laughs> you're not going to see it. You're just going to see two figures wrestling. But it's going to be cool. Head cams. Yeah, no, they have no, head no, cams no, 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 on the wrestlers. GoPros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. POV shots, GoPro action. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What do you have to do to the cage itself to keep it from, like, starting to melt? Because it is a metal cage. Well, you know, They're going to light it on fire. They can fix that. I do like it. And, you know, if they ever went, you know, off the... It, I'm just surprised we never saw it. With all the Punjabi prison matches. Oh, I and, forgot about that one again. And right, yeah. um, dog kennel matches. And barbed wire matches. And fluorescent light bulb matches. Don't, don't forget about the haystack match. Haystacks. And a, and a truck. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's strange. What was that, that match nobody... called? Because it was Dustin. What was it? Dustin Rose versus. Some other dude in WCW, <laughs> and they were literally on, on a, a truck, on a truck down the street, down like a major highway, beating the crap out of so each other. They were giving a mobile a wrestling match. match. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it was a great match. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of this this one match that they had at Halloween Havoc '89, and I'm trying to think what it's called. 
It was uh, cold. What, what was the name of the uh, the three stages of hell match from that really terrible wrestling movie? Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. That was Ready like Rumble. the tower. Yeah, that that was a real match. It did actually happen once. I'm just don't. I can't remember, I remember the name. Jer <laughs> just ready to rumble. Canyon fell off the top of the cage. Oh I have seen that movie yep. more times than I want to admit to, but uh, I like that movie. <clears throat> Halloween Havoc '91, the Chamber of Horrors match. Oh, had the same size cage like Hell in the Cell. That's not the electric chair match. Is and it? It, yeah, electric oh. chair was in the center of the ring. And the, the one where they Cactus Jack and was it? Yeah, Cactus yeah, Jack was in it. Abdul the Butcher, Abdul the Butcher, um, Steiners I think were Steiners in were in it. Um, and Sting. And they, the thing was, you, you take your opponent, um, and you throw him on the electric chair, and then you, <laughs> and, the and, you and you pull the handle. Yeah. And the guy gets electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. That's that how you is, win the match. That's a yeah, great that, match. that sounds like. So, a, but see, that was before the rating system. I I wanted to bring PG. up the point. I want I want to sidetrack this craziness. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, have you noticed that WWE doesn't use weapons all that much now? Well, they can't because it's TV PG. But they could use chairs, tables, and ladders. What I'm getting, my oh. point is. Now that they don't use those kinds of weapons, like chairs, mm-hmm. are you more excited for TLC? Because now you get those kinds of matches. Before, before everyone and their mom used a chair to beat somebody with. True. Everybody no, went very... through a table with uh, the Dudleys on the scene. Everybody went through tables. Ladders were in like every pay-per-view there was a ladder match. Yeah. During the Attitude Era. Yeah. And I think um, once they decided to go PG, it was lessened to a degree. I mean, they still extent. used it. Yeah. They didn't like use chairs all that much. No. But they used tables, and ladders were always used. I'm, my point is, are you more excited for like TLC when it comes on because you're going to see more... I want to say brutal matches. I think it's not even that brutal anymore. Yeah. Even with the chair shot, because like that, that mean you might get about four did, shots in, and then they're done with the chair. And did Did you watch TLC? No, I this year. Okay, I haven't watched any of that shit yeah, this year. Yeah, they had a brutal chair match. I think it was Rey Mysterio versus Granny Orton. Oh yeah, that thing yeah. was that thing was deadly. I it was. Saw, it, I didn't see it. It was pretty. They lined them all up and did an RKO on a chair. Yeah, yeah. that was. That I mean, half of them. <laughs> even the one before that wasn't that Baron Corbin and. Ooh, Braun Strowman? No, it was a small guy, Kalisto. Kalisto, and the... Baron Corbin whooped the shit out of him with chairs. Mm-hmm. Like Still that was brutal right. too. And they um, literally buried him in chairs. Buried him in chairs, and he had the TL. You actually had the TLC match, or was it a ladder match with the, with um, Charlotte, Asuka, and Becky? And it was a ladder match. Said this year. Yeah, this past December. Oh, it's past summer. Yeah, I think that was a TLC match. It was a TLC. Table, yeah, ladders, yeah. and chairs. It sounds familiar. Okay. I mean, I, th- I think... See, the problem is, and I'm going to go back with this over and over again, and I'm going to sound like you know a broken record, it's that when I look at WWE product, um, I, look, I feel like I'm watching um, like a Toys R Us super show. Because it's so bright, and everything is so padded. And everything is so guarded that the wrestler or, or, or wrestlers cannot honestly hurt themselves unless they really screw up a move. But back in the day, if you didn't have that stupid plastic that was around that, the, the metal uh, turnbuckles that they have it now where they have the Raw and SmackDown thing saying it there, it was just a regular metal pole with some nuts and bolts. And the guy took a bad shot there, like Brock Lesnar, he got busted open. You can't do that now. You get smacked against it, you bounce up against some plastic. So, I always complain about the presentation of what WWE looks like now, because it's too colorful, it's too bright. I like those plastic things. My, my favorite thing is when you someone talk, hits sorry, it, you're and then about it stops the, working. Yeah. You're talking about in the ring with on the turnbuckle with a little camera? No, 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 no. Like, he's talking about, the, you know how they have like the things surrounding the turnbuckle that says like the, Royal Rumble on the side? Yeah, the little, has, like, little TV electric screen. tarantrons on there. Yeah, okay, I think I know what you're talking it's about. It's on the outside of it, where you would normally would see the actual, like, pole that holds all yeah. three things. Now they have a plastic cover on it. Okay. And to me, it's just like, how much more safer can WWE make their talent be in the ring without them... Start putting padding on the well, wrestling. Honestly, I'm curious to see how 
injuries versus full bodies. Injuries then versus yeah. injuries now. I feel like wrestlers get injured now more than back then because they're doing more high risk stuff. Right. I think I the mean, style there's, there's no is much that. more brutal. Like Charlotte moonsaulting off the top rope on you know yeah outside the ring. Yeah, you gotta have padding. She would die. Mm-hmm. No, I. I I'm fine with that. You gotta have padding outside. If not, you're gonna be hitting a concrete floor. Forget yeah. about it. The oh, ring good. should still be the ring no matter what. Yeah. My my biggest issue if we're gonna go production, which is complete sidetracked this I know, sorry, but is I hate the lights. I never liked the lights. I hate yeah. the red lights. I like the NXT the lights, lights. Because yeah. it's more focused in the ring versus it's, seeing the first 20 rows. Yeah. I, I don't, don't care about the fans. I don't. It used I to be see well, you know, ring stuff. It's always a WWE thing. When they like to light up the fans to show how many people are there, they like that. It's production. It used to I be when you had a, a match, no no matter what the match was, the arena would go dark, and once the match is over, the lights would come back come on. Come back on. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Now it's just they have red spotlights on everybody. Red or blue, like, depending on what brand you're on. Right. Yeah. Even, Absolutely. Even when we were there, it was like, wow, this is so bright in here. It's too bright. Like, I mean, my my attention was pulled away from places other than the ring, even though the action was going on in the ring. Yeah, yeah like volleyballs. No, you don't like the volleyballs. I love the volleyball. I was there for Beach Ball Mania. You guys were not. So get off that. Oh, it was past WrestleMania, yeah. where three of the four of us decided to walk back to okay, our... We're going to talk about that forever. Aren't we? Yeah, we, yeah. Will, we will never let that go. <laughs> well, also, so, so, get so, back on the let's topic. Get back on the topic here, and I'm going to just throw. Well, David, what what do you think is a good uh, wrestling? I've match? always thought that the Royal Rumble could use a little bit of work. I I agree. In what way? I'm getting to that. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> spit it out. I, I the goal should always be a championship match at WrestleMania, but I think that there should be not prizes, but sort of like stipulations along the way. So, you guys know that there's a running joke within the company that uh, the first to be there's always somebody who's the quickest to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. I think whoever it is this year should be, you know, sent, let's say, send them to NXT for 30 days for more training or something like that. Make them ineligible to compete. Okay. Sort of as a punishment. Hey, you're the first out. Why are you wrestling for us? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Then I believe that let's throw a mid-carder in there sort of halfway through. So let's say you have uh, Bobby Lashley come out with the Intercontinental title. Put it on the line. So the first guy to knock him over the ring is the new Intercontinental Champion. That would be different. And then I always thought also that, and this is last, um, who's ever the last to be eliminated, you know, why should they go without recognition? So even if the last to be eliminated gets a contract extension mm-hmm. or some sort of you know, bonus, as if to say, well, yeah, you didn't win, but we're not forgetting about you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know what you said it kind of sounds like? It sounds like that really weird superstar scramble. Not superstar scramble, but championship scramble. You eliminate them. You get the title. Well, with the championship scramble, whoever pins the first guy, or I think it was pinned this year. I don't remember how the stipulation went. Whoever gets the last pin in that 20-minute yeah, time limit. Wins it. Wins it. So it kind of sounds like the superstar scramble or champ, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It sounds like that. I understand. Well, I think it, how it went with them last time, the last two people who got pinned, that last person, I think, what got the, or was it the champion, they got a rematch the week after or month after. I, I can't remember it. It was yeah. It was none that they did that often. I just remember it happening twice. I know, I think Jeff Hardy won one. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who won the second one, but I know they didn't do it no more after that. But it was not a very good thing to it and the only reason I can't really agree with the uh beating the champion because if I want to see a title put online I want to see that guy and somebody else in a ring put Nate Hart into it and if you just push me over top rope literally anything can happen I could fuck was, up I could fuck up and accidentally just fall over you know it it's, was, it's true I mean it was just an idea that doesn't mean it's oh, actually gonna happen oh no 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 I understand the idea but <sighs> I, it's, how it's, how it's many one, times does an Intercontinental or U.S. champion go in the Rumble? Every time. I think every time. Is it every time? Yeah. Because they would have a match guys. on the Rumble. True. Yeah. A lot of those I guys. I think last year it was, was, I think it was Dolph Ziggler last year. Dolph Ziggler was in the Rumble. He was like one of the last people to get eliminated. I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who was those. at the end? I mean, the U.S. title's on the line this year. Rusev and Nakamura. That's a pre-show match. So I would not be surprised if they're if those Royal. two are not part of the Royal Rumble later on in the show. Who has the IC title? Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's right. I God believe he's, he's part of the Rumble. Yes, I th- yeah. He's not defending I mean, he's, it. he's the, part of the. He's. I know. I saw him on the promotional. <laughs> a material. lot of those guys used to do double duty every yeah. Royal Rumble. You have your respective match, then you're in the Rumble later on that night. A lot of they had to do because they didn't have enough talent. You know that I mean, that was your talent. If you had thirty yeah. guys, you know, back in the mid nineties, that's who you were working with. I like the I, some of your ideas in the Royal Rumble. The one thing I thought about for the Royal Rumble, if you're gonna make the Royal Rumble so such a major standpoint, who wins it gets a title shot at WrestleMania. Okay, so we already know that's part of that's the main stipulation there. I like the idea. Don't do 30 wrestlers. Why don't you do 10 Raw, 10 SmackDown, and have qualifying matches? Throughout so the month sort of, of like King of the Ring? Yeah, and then you have it throughout the month of December and the, you know, the most of January. So by the time you get there, you have, let's just say, 16 of the 20 participants. And then you're going to have four wild card wrestlers. Get that? Wild card wrestlers? Yeah. <laughs> That were which it could either be an NXT superstar, it could be possibly a, a returning legend. A returning legend. It could be someone that's that's maybe going to get signed, and you kind of do that. There brings a bit more of these twenty guys are really they worked for this slot. Now they're in the Rumble, and guess what? Now they gotta get through the Royal Rumble to get to WrestleMania. For I, heard, title I think the problem with that is <laughs> I like the idea, but coming from like a a standpoint of a fan, I like the idea of the Rumble being for everybody. Anybody can be in it. You can announce that you're going to be in the Rumble and you're mm-hmm. in it. Or let's make no. one of the entrants a, uh, a a tryout match. Is somebody trying to get a spot? If you're eliminated within the first three minutes you're in there, you know, you're not going to get signed. If you're in there for, what, 20, 25 minutes, you're showing, you know, the road agents that you have potential, then they are then they get a contract, depending on how long they're in the ring for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. on a side note to that, I, I thought of something similar to what you thought of, but mine was, so you have the 30 participants, yeah. and I got this idea from watching um, the one where Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero were in it, and they're drawing lot numbers. Yeah, yeah, Guerrero yeah. stole yeah. his number. Stole his number, yeah. I got this idea from that. What if you fought for the entrant numbers? Well, I don't like your idea, but the better you have those qualifying matches, the better you come out in those qualifying matches, the the higher your number. Or beat the clock. Yeah, or like that. Yeah, I I wouldn't even do it on the just qualified numbers. I would probably make it do it just do it even simpler. One person's gonna get thirty, and one person's gonna get one. It's Mm -hmm. basically whoever's at the bottom of let's say a tournament, let's say do a tournament for points or something like that, or whoever's in the bottom of that tournament gets one, whoever wins the tournament gets 30, and everybody else is just sprinkled in the middle with that or, random Or even, I, I know you guys don't do a lot of video games besides Jamal here, but um, in esports, yeah. when they do tournaments, they have one big tournament, so like a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And throughout the year, to qualify for that tournament, you have to win. So if you win smaller tournaments, you get a certain amount of points, 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 and then you can qualify for it. So what if they do it for the entire year? Matches you win, the caliber of the matches give you certain points. So it, make so it makes the count. entire year count yeah. to being Royal Rumble and where you're placed in the Rumble. That's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I like that. Uh, let me throw some other type of matches we have out there. Um, who likes the Lumberjack match? My least favorite gimmick match of all time. Matches. I don't like it, but I understand why they exist. Yeah. It's only for... It's only to put, to help put people on TV who don't get much TV time. True. I mean... <clears throat> when was the last time you saw a good Lumberjack match? Probably been a year. I mean, I'm, I'm saying a good Lumberjack match. Never. Never. I'm going to go... Did you... The, the Sasha funny. Banks and somebody do one like a few years yeah, back? That wasn't sure. good. I'm going to go... That's how much I care about it. Far back. Like Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Okay, then. Yeah. I'm going to go back yeah. as far Wait. as Triple H and The Rock. I mean, the two guys who absolutely hated each other. And then you have guys in the ring who hate it, who hate them both inside the ring. Yeah. All right. Um, the gauntlet matches, one of my personal favorites. Do you like them? 
Uh, not really. I, I, I've gotten to the point, if you wrestle more than twice in a match, I don't really care to see you no more. I mean, twice in a show. I, yeah, I, I stopped caring. I'm with Jamal. Kind of like, I'm done seeing this guy. He's wrestled once. What about something like a number one contender slap? But you have to go through these six guys first. Well, I understand why that, but I mean, like even WrestleMania where we saw Daniel Bryan wrestle twice, I was like, all right, cool, Daniel Bryan's back. But he's not really wrestling in a gauntlet. I mean, he was just had yeah. uh, he wrestled like, twice. Like, this I, is I a mini gauntlet. This is a, a one match. He's gonna yeah. this person's gonna go through four or five people possibly. I'm get tired of yeah. I don't care about that. Right. It didn't Seth Rollins good. though have it's a not a good match. The, the only good gauntlet I've ever seen in my life was the Kurt Angle gauntlet. That was it. It was entertaining. It, it was great. It was fucking great. Didn't Seth Rollins just break a record on Raw for being in the ring over an hour? There was a couple weeks back, maybe even a month ago, there was a gauntlet match on Raw. I, I don't what? remember what the prize or stipulation was in the match itself, but he broke a record for being in, in the ring for like well over an hour. But wouldn't anybody who was in the Royal Rumble for over an hour already have that record? Because they were in a match yeah, for over Ray an hour. Yeah, was here I'm like near for an hour and six minutes. I'm not minutes. talking about a battle royal, I'm talking about a gauntlet. Just in a match? Yeah, just in a single match. Like, I don't know if it was separate matches, that. but he broke a record for being in the ring on Raw, I think. Oh, did he do like a singles match and later on did a tag team match? Yeah, I think something like that. Okay, I see. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, it sounds. Yeah, I'd be sick of seeing him. Well, they keep pushing Seth Rollins because the other big guys no longer. Hey, I heard he's coming back. Oh, is he? Yeah, I heard his leukemia is getting real. Like, he's kicking its ass. Just got a movie role. I would really, really hate that this was all just. uh, No, that's not. They wouldn't do that for cancer. I would hope. Knowing all WWE's, like work behind the scenes with cancer and all that. Yeah. I, I doubt they would. Yeah, but you know what? Like they tried to, fake a, they tried right. to fake a don't. man's death. They tried to fake a man's death. They blew up a car. A car. There, there, there was a rumor that he might actually be in the Rumble. Okay. And I remember Meltzer saying that if he is, he better win it. Why? Because you got a cancer patient out there in the Rumble. Yeah, and it's, you got it's, a cancer too... patient that just peaked cancer. What better way could you promote your cancer stuff than that. Seven man gauntlet match. Seven man gauntlet match. Back in match. February of 2018. Look at that motherfucker. Okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, steel cage matches. Oh, I got I, the you already way. got mine. I like that bitch on I, fire. I, I, I know I, you I, like I, that song bitch on fire. I got a perfect way to make this wonderful. So, we're going to go back to a very terrible time in wrestling. Have an old school night. Bring back the blue bars. Have these motherfuckers run into blue bars. Make it look like this shit hurt. Because those hurt. These goddamn fences that you're running into? Yeah. Fences do not hurt. But blue jail bars? You run yeah, into them bitches? The side separately. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Yep. Give you some pain in yes. these bitches. And you can light yeah, his attention. Fire. Would there be any blood by chance? Oh, you know there's blood with pain, baby. It's yes. always blood. Do you know where the blue bars came from? Let's try it with another cage and put some dogs in the middle. <laughs> no, almost. <laughs> WrestleMania two. Bundy and Hogan. Bundy and Hogan. They had to reinforce the cage because of Bundy's big ass. Not <laughs> Ted Bundy. No, no. That's something I was. I took your advice on. Oh yeah, did you watch it? I watched you like it. Almost two episodes. Oh good. But that's another podcast in itself but no it came from bundy hogan wrestlemania 2 that's 86 and they kept those blue bars guess what 97 oh i know stone cold wasn't that valentine's day massacre they became black bars in 99 but yeah they were still there and i think they eventually brought back the sealed cage of what i don't know 2000 2000 you're too invested in the original steel cage? The war cage? of the blue cage. That was Cause like... Because the blue bars are fucking amazing. Because they look like I it think. hurts. Yeah. They're so iconic. It's, it's, was it 90... Because there were... 2000. There was a rock Triple H match where it was fought inside a regular steel cage. Yeah. So it was like... But St. Valentine's Day match, that was February 99, and that was the black... Well, the blue bars, but now they became black bars. 
And that's when Big Show came out and tossed Austin, and Austin flew out of the cage. Literally flew out of the cage. Still wanting the match. He's like holding on to it. I love watching <laughs> like that replay. He's like, fuck, here we go. And then, doo doo. I win. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <sighs> Elimination Chamber. You know, I'm kind of tired of the Elimination Chamber. I hate the Elimination Chamber. I think it's kind of like lost its um, luster. Luster, I guess, because now you got two Elimination Chamber matches. No, you it's got more than two. Sometimes you have three. You got more than three this year. You're gonna have a tag. T- you're probably gonna have a tag team, mm-hmm. both world titles, plus the women's tag team. And God knows if they're gonna throw the Intercontinental and maybe the United States in the belt. The whole match, my, the whole goddamn pay per view, maybe Elimination Chamber. They're gonna chamber. wheel that huge. I mean, we were inside of that thing. Yeah. If they're going to wheel that huge thing out there, they might as well just have more than one match. Yeah. <laughs> they do the whole yeah, thing elimination cool. jam. I liked it back when Rob Van Dam was in it. Yeah, it was and he cool. broke Triple H's first two throat. Of yeah. Dropped his knee on his throat, and he was like, yeah, right. I don't know what it was, but it just seemed more fun. Because yeah, it was blood. That's why well, it was not more the fun. match, the actual elimination chamber. Well, because well, I don't think a lot of people. Is now. I don't think people well, trying really a lot of shit with it anymore. Like I, I don't remember anybody jumping off the cage just last time or mm-hmm. did they? No, people no, aren't they really trying shit. At that point, it wasn't modified yet. It was still a dome, not a cage. I mean, with fucking Brunson yeah, destroyed true. a pod. So has uh, uh, Bill Goldberg. He yeah. speared right through that bitch at a uh, uh, Chris Jericho. I'm just saying, I, yeah. it's too gimmicky and too. Over the top. Well, let, let, let's go around and yeah, let's here. do this. Let's do this. Favorite uh, stipulation match and your least favorite stipulation match. So I'll, I'll go first and I'll pass it over to you, Brandon. I think my my favorite stipulation match, I guess for right now, present is still probably going to be Hell in the Cell, just because there's you can work with it. My least favorite is going to be. Jeremy Prince. I'm trying to even think about that. Panel? <laughs> war Games? I would probably say like a War Games or even like a Lumberjack. What was the one with the... Wasn't there one with like cages stacked on top of each other? In the Tower of Doom? Tower of Doom. As a kid, it was... Cool. It was cool. But I'm telling like like more present stipulation matches. Favorite's Hell in the Cell. Least favorite, I'd probably say like that War Games at NXT I, I did not care for. Asylum match, or uh, I hated that. Asylum, oh my god! Weapons, just they did it once and once was enough. All right, those are my two. All right, uh, Brandon, what's 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 your favorite and what's your least favorite? So I have two favorites. Okay, my first favorite's Royal Rumble. I okay, love, I love the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I've watched every single Royal Rumble more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the surprise entrances. Um, I like the length of it. I like. It feels like anything could happen. Yeah. Um, watching a wrestler go from the beginning to the end, great. Seeing people come down, great. The timers, they do everything great in that match. My other favorite one is a casket match. Oh, that's right, yeah. I love Undertaker casket matches. Yeah. I always enjoyed Yokozuna versus Undertaker in the casket mm-hmm. match. Yep. Shawn yep. Michaels. I got I mean, one to ask you. So yeah. if Undertaker retires... Who do you trust to do a casket Nobody. match? Nobody. Nobody. If he retires, they retire goes the stipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I agree. My least favorite is Buried Alive. So you wouldn't... Your least favorite is Buried Alive? Yeah, I hate Buried okay. Alive matches. I think they're stupid. Um, I hate the fact that there's a big pit in the middle of the arena and they got to throw somebody in there and bury him. Mm. And then... That goes somewhere. One time they had, like, the dirt and a tractor and they had to, like, hit the tractor switch and it dumped on top of them. Yeah, and they missed it completely. Yeah, it was so... Buried Alive matches suck. On a side note, I hate those slot matches back in the day. Slot matches? They had to slot the person. Oh, um... Triple H? Yeah, what the hell were they called? The pig pen matches pig or something pen like that? Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah so they had like a bucket of slops slot, the first yeah. one get slopped. That was stupid. Yeah. David, what's your uh, favorite... Uh, My favorite would always be just a classic steel cage. Good old-fashioned steel cage. You never know what could happen. True, true. Except for blood. Except for blood. My least favorite would have to be Last Man Standing. You have the Last Man Standing? Really? I am tired of waiting to see somebody not answer the count of ten. I mean, they are exciting, but I could do without Last Man Standing. What do you think about Iron Man matches? 
Iron Man matches are good because it shows how long you can take, you know, how long it takes you to run the hour. True. Um, it shows you, you know, who still needs more practice, and it shows you who is ready to go the distance. True. It depends. I think it's the two guys, if they can give you guys, if they can give the fans an hour of entertainment. Two guys, one cup. That's right. Like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Right. Triple H, The Rock. Triple H, The Rock. Shawn Michaels, John Cena. Um, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. All those guys were able to keep, well, at least for me, entertained for an hour. Um, but I don't like the multiple pins either. I don't like where it's like, this guy got pinned seven times. This guy got pinned six times. Oh, here we need overtime. I know. Here we need overtime. There's like 13 pins in a, in a 60-minute match. It's like, okay, but regardless. Do you All like right. do you like an I Quit match? Oh, yeah. I forgot the I Quit yeah, match. Yeah, I like I Quit match because uh, who doesn't blood. like see somebody get bashed over the head with a steel chair? Yeah. Mick Foley match. That was a good one. Yeah. Have you ever gone back and watched it? Yes, I have. Uh, it's so disturbing. It is very, very young Noel Foley. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a hard it's match disgusting. to watch, especially getting seeing the Rock just literally just. I'm sure you guys have all afterwards. seen. You guys have all seen Beyond the Mat. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that match more after seeing Beyond the Mat. Oh, I did too. Yeah, absolutely. See what you saw was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um. Just carrying him back. To the back with yeah. a bucket over his head over. because he's bleeding into the bucket. Yeah, so that just shows you the the strength and the will of Mick Foley. Stupidity. Jamal, your favorite stipulation. Woo! Okay, so I am a big fan of a street fight, not a hardcore match, mm. not an elimination, uh, not not an extreme rules match, a street fight. Because it's hard to fuck up a street fight. It's hard. The only way you can make a street fight bad is put bad wrestlers in there. Roddy mm-hmm. Piper and Goldust. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Bad wrestlers. <laughs> Case in point. That's what I said. The only way to fuck up a street <laughs> fight is bad wrestlers. There's been some great street fights. There's been some not so great street fights. Like McMahon versus uh, McMahon. That was actually not a bad street fight. WrestleMania, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. McMahon versus Angle. Not bad. That was actually really good. Yeah. Triple uh, H and Cactus Jack. Triple H, Cactus Jack. That's an awesome match. Shawn Michaels and... Who the fuck did Shawn Michaels... Actually, Shawn Michaels and Triple H didn't have a bad street fight. Yeah, the non-sanction in 2002. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. hard to mess it up if you got great wrestlers. But when then you do a Dolph Ziggler and a fucking Edge street fight, then I don't need shit like that. No, you don't need that stuff. It's all right. You I don't have a fucking need it. So what's the difference between a, a, a street fight, a hardcore... I was going to say that. And his other, why can't they just say, you know what, Lee, why don't we just make this match a uh, no-DQ match? Make it simple for the fans. No-DQ. Anything goes. So, I, I kind of figured out the difference. Street fights literally can take place pin anywhere. No-DQs, okay. normally you don't ever see them leave the fucking arena. True. But I've seen street fights literally go all the way to the back and them pin them really well, in the middle of the yeah. anywhere. Yeah. yeah, but Falls Town anywhere, there's, it's, it, you can't be extreme with that. You can't like pull out a True. fucking chair. I, I've seen it, but it, it, it you're technically not supposed to. And Extreme Rules, it's just a hardcore match in the but you have to pin them in the ring. In the ring. So, besides that street fight, it's the only one where you can so be hardcore. The street fight is literally no rules. Yeah, basically, and you can pin them anywhere. So why it's called non-sanction matches? Yeah, fucking no, I don't know. Because it sounds better a street fight than it's a non-sanction. Fight. This is a non That sounds too Eric Bischoff. Balls calling out anywhere. Everything goes. <laughs> Anything non- goes. Non-sanction yeah. sounds like Eric Bischoff just booked it. Yeah, this one's. This is a non-sanctioned match. My yeah. lawyers tell me. Yeah, we're, we're, we are not liable for um, any damages <laughs> upon you. And Vince McMahon sounds like you do a street fight. <laughs> All right, and my least like, I hate I quit matches. Okay. Don't call it an I quit match if you're going to show up back on Raw or SmackDown in three months. Three months. You didn't quit. You just fucking went away so you can do whatever bullshit you want to go do to come back. That's not an I quit match. I quit match means I never want to see your fucking ass back here. Hell yeah. Kind of like Batista. Yeah. Oh yeah, he quit and then came back like five more times. Thank you very much. Case in point. Yeah. So Anyways. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. As a fan of both Ric Flair and Bret Hart. Thank you. What do you think about a submission match? 
We've had a few of them. We've had a few of them. I'm okay with them as long, but the, it's got to be to that guy. It's got to be to the Bret Hart because his finisher. It's got to be to Flair because that's his finisher. But if you're going to give it to, I don't know, who's got like, like Jake the St. Roberts, he didn't have a submission. It was, it's a DDT or Ravishing Rick Rude. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Um, <laughs> who, who else? He Dolph Ziggler, uh, Finn Balor. Those guys. Did don't you watch have... the Natalia vs. Charlotte one? Yeah, but that was... Yeah. It was okay. okay. I was entertained. I mean, I wasn't like jumping all over the place saying this is the greatest women's match of all time. But no, it was good because it, it had... It made sense because you had Charlotte's finisher and you had Natalia's finisher. So yeah, no, that, that made sense. I like that. Oh, that was your question? Okay. Anyways, follow us on Facebook at Wildcard Wrestling and our Twitter account at WCRASSLIN Wrestling. Now, on our hot tag, the greatest thing wrestling has ever done outside the wrestling business. And there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that not just WWE has done, but other wrestling promotions besides, you know, the WWE. We had WCW, AWA. We also had um, ECW, other smaller territory promotions trying to do stuff um, outside the wrestling business to more or less expand their product in some form or another. <clears throat> more recently with the WWE, their biggest thing that they've been launching out, and this, is, this isn't anything new, they've been doing this for several years and even decades, is the WWE music, WWE movies, restaurants, possible casino and the WWE stock going you know public to the whole world here uh, David what's what wrestling stuff have you seen outside of the wrestling business that has done well for professional wrestling I would say that the thing that's done really well even though like you say sometimes they close I would say the retail yeah um, even though the world is clo- the world in Times Square closed, you still have WWEshop.com. Yeah. The merchandise is always popular, whether it's Legends apparel, new apparel, sweats, clothes, whatever. I don't think um, WWE merchandise is ever going to go out of style. I mean, yeah, you'll no. have people who sell better than others. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like the, the music and the albums where people are like, throw them away, mm-hmm. we'll resell them, junk them. It, I There's that, and then I also think that the music is sometimes repetitive because I don't know how many times they've relaunched Legends music yeah. in different CDs and albums and compilations. I just To me, the greatest thing they've done is the merchandise. Merchandising? What about the movies, Jamal? Have you, uh, I know you're a big uh, fan of the... WWE uh, library so, of movies. So, so this this guy right here loves him a good movie. Mm-hmm. All the Marines, you got the Condemned movies, you got No Holds Bar, you got Ready to Rumble. That's not. It's not a WWE, but I'm just going. I'm 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 just saying movies in general, wrestling related. How about They Live with Roddy Piper? You got They Live. You got wrestlers versus zombies. Very uh, very underrated movie. Did you get that? Did you get that at the dollar store? yes. Okay, so I want to make sure. I want to clarify. Chaperone, Scooby Doo. Yep, Chaperone, Scooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Doo. Hell, we even got good old Kevin Nash and Magic Mike. Magic Mike, he's a seven foot stripper. Yeah, the Princess Bride. Under the Giant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They got the Bruce Lee movie, and there was no wrestlers in there. Which one? Yeah, WWE just did the Bruce Lee movie oh. that came out like two years like, ago. Uh, it was the story of the Enter the Dragon? Yeah. Yeah. They did the Bruce really? Lee. No Russell's were in it? It was just a no, WWE product? Yeah, they did the Bruce production. Lee and it was actually really good. Hmm. Like they've had, they have bumped up their quality of movies and plus they've gotten stars. I think they did a movie with Holly Berry like a year or two ago where she was a, yeah. She was a police officer or yeah. was a nurse or something yeah. like that. They they have bumped up their quality of movies over the last few years to a phenomenal See level. No evil? Yeah. Yeah, when we don't How we about don't. the Scorpion King? That that was probably their first success, if I say anything. If any of their movies, that was their first success. Yeah, but that really wasn't a WWE movie. That was uh Actually it was. No, it was I know WWE production. It was a W it was the first WWE production in two thousand two. That's when WWE movies started to really launch. Oh, no, wait, you're right. I was thinking of The Mummy. 
Um, I, I think, uh, I'm with Jamal, I think the movies might be the greatest thing. Okay. Think about it, The Rock wouldn't even be a movie star. No. Like, and he's the greatest movie star of all time right now. He's the greatest movie star right now. No, all time. No, that doesn't make any sense. How does that not make sense? Sir, this guy right here is not putting Rock over Don Cheadle, and I damn sure ain't putting The Rock... Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. You need Cheadle. to stop talking. Who about Sylvester Stallone? My spirit animal. Who? Sylvester Stallone. Who? Rambo Five. Oh, Rocky. God. Dumbass. Don. In theaters this fall. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's a piece of shit. Don't ever say bad. I just found. Uh, Rayvon just told me um, Goldberg was in Universal Soldier Two. He was. I didn't know that. Well, there you have he it. He fucking speared people. <laughs> That's all he did was spear guys. Yeah, what's wrong he with He came that? in and speared a guy. Yeah. And they died. Okay, it's a signature move. Goldberg speared people to death. Exactly. Hey, Goldberg, Stone Cold, Kevin Nash, and I forgot who, Great Kali were all in The Longest Yard. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good That's movie. That's true. That is a good movie. That's, That's true. And uh, also John Cena. I mean, he's a huge movie star right now. Was, Hell, John Cena's not first that movie huge was of a in, movie star. He was in the... Ready to rumble. I know. He's he was in movie. the greatest movie. He's a huge movie star right now. Probably one of the greatest movie stars of all time. Um, much better than Sylvester Stallone. Was a macho man in Spider-Man That's cool, one? buddy. Yes, he was. He was Bonesaw, brother. So you're saying John Cena, who was in Daddy's Home 2, yeah. is the greatest actor of all time. I did not say that. I said one of. One He's of. definitely not better than The Rock. So you got The Rock and then John Cena yes, number two? Yes, probably one and two. Oh, glory. Our truth was in The Wrestler. <laughs> number three is probably Tom Holland. Who? Spider-Man. I'll buy that. Yeah. Our truth was in The Wrestler. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, we're probably going to go through the list of superheroes right now. But not in the Iron Man movies. It's the only movies I watch. Not in any Iron oh, Man no. movies. Oh, no. I saw the, who you're talking the trailer about. for Far Away from, or Far From oh, Home. Oh, God. Macho Man was in the water... No, not the water boy. Wait, yeah, he was in the water boy. Yeah, they were making fun of him on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was Big no, Show. No, that's Big Show. Oh, it was a Big, big show? show? yeah. Captain Insano. Captain so Insano. Now, is, is that kind of like... You do your run in, in wrestling, sports entertainment, wrestling, whatever you want to call it, and then you get this opportunity. Hollywood knocks on your door and says, hey, let's make some movies. Very underrated. Austin was very good in his movies. Grown Ups too. Yeah. Cool. So opportunity comes and we go and do the movies. Knockin'. It's a knocking. It's a knocking. Is that what us fans kind of like go? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You made it big. Now you're in Hollywood making movies. You're no longer wrestling. Yeah. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Oh, it's a great thing. Is it a great thing? Well, if you think about it, WrestleMania is not is just one big soap opera. Or wrestling in general, yeah, big soap opera. It's a male soap opera. When you start out as a like soap opera, like even people on like Days of Our Lives and whatever that hospital one is, I don't want General to Hospital. Yeah, okay. Was, yeah, I know <laughs> yeah, you know okay. it. Um, their eventual like as, like ascension is movies. They do this so they can get noticed by producers and go to movies. They're doing the same thing in WWE. They're acting. They're you know they're rehearsing roles I mean all of this is you enter wrestling eventually hopefully to be a movie star really I don't know if that's would, the case yeah. for all of them but well, I do yeah. know a large majority of I'm not even going to say the male wrestlers I don't let, let me rephrase that wrestlers yeah. trying to do it anymore if, if a movie studio comes calling to you and you're a wrestling star you're not going to turn them down no probably not because depends on the person's passion you're telling me you turned down a movie? Yeah. Why? Because I'm a professional wrestler. I'm not a movie star. <laughs> yes, that's that's a pride thing there. You're not telling me someone like Arn Anderson would turn down a role because he wants to wrestle? Probably. Nobody probably. want. Nobody wants to wrestle. Everyone just wants to be famous and make the easy money. Come on. That makes no sense. What? You're telling me you you're wouldn't take easy rest, money? You're going in the wrestling business God, to be the greatest to be wrestler. a movie star. Is what you're yeah. trying to tell me. Yeah. So you're going to say Dick Murdoch, okay. back in the day, wanted to be... Listen, your passion with, might be wrestling like The Rock. We're saying the Rock definitely the Butcher's had... main goal was to one day be in a goddamn info commercial trying to sell forks. This is what his I'm goal saying here. Is, no. What I'm saying is, your passion might be wrestling, Yeah. but if Hollywood comes knocking, you're not going to turn him down. Probably not, but I Probably mean, not, but it depends on what's going on with your career. 
if anybody got offered the role of Scorpion King, they would have taken it. No. No. No? With Hornswoggle said, hey. He was in a movie. Yeah, the leprechaun. Yeah, it was perfect. It was a perfect role for... The guy who plays a leprechaun. Who plays a leprechaun. It doesn't matter. They could have made him be 100 feet tall. You saw saw that Avengers movie. They made the little midget huge. Okay? I don't watch those types of movies. You saw it, though. I watch more drama. Suspense. You watch Ted Bundy documentaries. That's fine. I'll do that. What what I'm saying is you're not going to turn down Hollywood because they come knocking because, you know, I just want to wrestle. I disagree. I think there's guys in there that just want to be professional wrestlers. I think you're wildly underestimating these people. If that's the case, then what if somebody came knocking at CM Punk's door? He hasn't done much except for lose in all these ultimate fighting matches. Did you see Jack Swagger's match? Sure did. God, you fucking that guy up. Exactly. (laughs) So Hollywood comes knocking at Jack Swagger's door. You think he's going to take it? Oh, absolutely. Not. He just won a match. A championship. Who cares? It's money. What's going on somewhere else? I'm not saying you can't just wrestle after you're done with the movie. Nah, you're done wrestling if you do a movie. Okay. Look at The Rock. Look at Roddy Piper. Did he honestly... <laughs> Look at Hogan. Did he ever really wrestle? Look at Hogan. Let's just face it. You can tell me Roddy Piper didn't wrestle? Look at Austin. He hasn't wrestled since. Look at... <laughs> look at Hornswoggle. Look at Kane. Yeah, I'm looking at all of them. One's a mayor... One's a leprechaun. <laughs> One's got a podcast going. Fucking mayor. Um, <clears throat> WWE music. It was found. It was Jim Johnson. We all know the name Jim Johnson. He yeah, made all the wrestling music. Because you're the one actually brought it up to me. Jim Johnson um, did all the music for wrestling. It started okay. way back yonder's on this album called, literally called, the Wrestling Album from 1985. And then a follow up called Pile Driver, the Wrestling Album Part Two. In 1987, and then after that, the rest is history. You had Jimmy Hart doing uh, making music for the for the wrestlers. Uh, Jim's Johnson obviously made hundreds of themes for all the wrestlers, and then we fast forward and we have other talent that came into the scene to make the music, besides Jim Johnson. WWE music is really a strong staple for the talent because. If they have no music, you know, we just are... walking out. So, walk would y'all like to know something funny about WWE music from nope. 2000 to like 2012? Whoever was doing the music then is like one of the laziest fuckers on earth. I don't Jim know Johnson. who did it. Jim Johnson? Jim Johnson. Whoever it was, Jim Johnson, he's probably one of the laziest fuckers on earth when it comes to music. Why? Because I ended up seeing a video on YouTube that was the funniest shit possible. Just about everything from that span was literally like top 100 songs just chopped up a little bit and then sped all the way up. So you could not uh, symbolize any of that shit. You but if you slow it down, you could recognize every last song from that era as a top 100 Billboard song. Hell yeah. That you shit's know. hilarious. You and I were talking uh, about a year ago or so, that documentary that he did with uh, Vader's music. Mm-hmm. So... And everything's done with, I mean, I don't know Jim Johnson's bio that great, but I know that he was not a watcher of the product. It was more or less described to him. This is the character. This is what we see. You know, you got a guy by the name of The Undertaker. Take his guitar and just make his music based on the description of the character. Of the character. And I think that to me is like the most amazing thing because he doesn't have... The person in front, he's not watching the person wrestling. He doesn't know what this person probably honestly even really looks like. He's just going by someone describing this particular character. I think he got some of like the concept artwork. Yeah, yeah, some of like you know this is what this is the gear the guy's. Sometimes not even that. Yeah, they probably just had like an idea. Like I want a clown. Yeah, make some clown music. Boom, don't the clown. clown. I mean that music was. It's sounds like a carnival clown thing, and then boom. Yeah, Psycho Sid. And Psycho Sid. I was listening to another previous podcast I listened to, and they were talking about Sid. And uh, one of the Some things that justice. popped in my head was his music that screeching, almost like Psycho. Yeah. Psycho, yeah, the Psycho Stabbing. Um, kind of like how that. his name got lit up on fire as part of his entrance. Yeah, yep. Um, 
you know, maybe down the road we can talk more about WWE music, but um, that's one avenue. The other one is the WWE New York restaurant. It was called The World, and it was from 1999 until 2003. It was kind of like their version of like the Hard Rock Cafe type of restaurant, but it was in New York City. My father um, was there, and then I went a year later, and they were closed. Yeah, it was only around, what, four years, I believe. I was right outside, and I saw it all boarded up. <laughs> yeah, but it was good for Sunday Night Heat, for the pre-shows, for the pay-per-views, do a little promo, diva search type stuff. Um, but didn't really last that long. Yeah, because probably the food was probably shit. Yeah, you know, you can't make a restaurant have shit food. That's I a just lot. always remember them throwing to them. Yeah. And over to, to the, the yeah to the world of the, you know, the restaurant there. And then there were plans to open a WWE hotel and casino in Las Vegas in 2000, but it was never established. But another one that was established, and it was the only store... That was WWE Retail. It was called um, WWE Niagara Falls. It opened in 2002. And it was actually a store that sold the clothing, accessories, and all kinds of other media stuff. But closed in 2011 because they wanted to expand it worldwide. Um, I, I didn't quite understand because the internet was already out and people were shopping online. But this was a physical store that you could actually just go to and purchase t-shirts and... DVDs and whatever else. Well, they probably realized there and stuff. the revenue from that store was not, not cutting strong, it anymore yeah. now the internet also, was around. You could literally buy WWE merchandise literally everywhere FYE. now. Yeah. FYE. FYE. Yeah. Kmart. Yep. I mean, the, 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 the I know where all of them are. I think the great thing about, I love about wrestling, us, us wrestling fans, is that when we see a, a superstar on in a movie, you're like, oh, I know him. And I know him better than any other buddy else that's watching this movie because I know where he came from. So, I think it's a good thing that wrestling does do other things outside than just in the ring. But then there's that traditional part of me that says, I really don't want to see this person become a movie star. I'd rather see him in the ring and do stuff in the ring. But that's just my own selfish opinion. I'd rather see him. You still want to see The Rock wrestle? Yeah. Oh God! You people and your old wrestlers. I'd rather. Didn't see... we already establish that old wrestlers suck? No, we don't. Because we watched that Undertaker, Kane, and Shawn Michaels Triple H match, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's gonna be a good match," and it ended up being trash. I've never trash. seen that shit was a good match. I knew it was gonna be trash. I'm gonna roll back the tape, and I'm gonna be I have you said that never said it was gonna be a good match. You. Raven. I sat there and laughed PCA. at the factor yep. of Shawn Michaels going bald more than I talked about that, that fucking match. Horrible. I laughed my ass. Ric Flair's been cleared to wrestle again, so we're looking forward to seeing him step inside the ring. He may be sixty nine. Were you going to say David before this game? I was just going to say, you know, let, <laughs> let the wrestler have a successful career, and then when he feels he's reached the end of it, then go on and do other things. Yeah. But yeah, the only yeah. reason The Rock has come back is because of the fact that he wants to give back to the fans who made him successful to begin no, with. No, and that's fine. That's great. I mean, I'm... That, that, He's also trying to load yeah. that paycheck, you know, that nice little missing man paycheck for that one shot. Mm, wait, that's a few hundred thousand dollars. So, yeah. I, I want to talk about something that we didn't, that. We didn't touch on. Yeah. Two things. First off, you didn't mention yeah. the um, amusement park that was rumored. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. There was an amusement park, a WWE amusement park that was rumored. Yep. And it uh, almost went through. No. The, uh, these ideas are great, but then at the same time, who are you trying to cater, cater, to? cater to? Kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but... Kids? Yeah, I get that, but... Kids. And yeah. young adults. And young adults. But then mom Friend. and dad, who are paying for these things... Would take their kids... But may not want to take their kids to a wrestling amusement park. Why would you not want to take your kids to a wrestling amusement park? Obviously, you're going to a wrestling amusement park because you watch wrestling. Or else you wouldn't go to a wrestling amusement park. So, obviously, you watch wrestling. Your kids watch wrestling. Yeah. And you're going to take them to So, the you want to park. ride a horse that looks like Hulk Hogan? Yes. Absolutely. That is so odd. Why? And a carousel. I want it to have a button on it that goes, Oh, yeah, brother! Every okay. goddamn let's, two seconds. Let's talk about something starts. a little bigger. Okay. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Then Hulk Hogan. Thank you. Um, the network. Yes, I love the network. It's That's genius. It's been my dream come true for many of the years. 
I would spend endless dollars buying those DVDs. Yeah. And now with the network, just 10 bucks, you got them all. Okay, let me ask this question real quickly then. If they decide to raise it up 20 bucks a month, would you still be a subscriber? Yes. Yes. 30, I, would, 30. I don't have it now anyway, so I would Here, I'll, no. I'll, I'll trump you. Okay. <laughs> I would pay up to about 70 bucks a month. Yeah, that is the cost of a pay per view. Yeah, I'm I'm for that. I'm fine with that. If I would pay one pay per view a month, if it came down to more than a pay per view, no. Okay, so if they say hundred dollars a month, nope. Hell and, no. and you get all this stuff. You get all nope. this other interactive, blah 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 crap. I don't care enough about the other stuff. I could just find it on YouTube probably. Hmm. Okay. To where I would use it all that much yeah but every pay-per-view yeah I use it once a month to watch every pay-per-view okay maybe more than that because I watch every NXT and I watch all the you know when they did two pay-per-views a month I'd watch both yeah. no yeah that, that that makes that makes more reasonable sense how about you yeah I mean I'd pay a hundred bucks a month you'd pay a hundred bucks a month really yeah. I'm not like just like what you said though David how much money you would invest in buying the DVDs I'd go to Best Buy every month and probably buy a new one, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. And then on top of that, the pay-per-views, they're going to be ordered. Yeah, the pay-per-views, like for 50 bucks, which I had to beg my parents for. The only only way I got one is if I got an A on a quiz or a test. Me too as a kid. I get that shit free, man. I just go online and get that shit free, man. Now you do. (laughs) Now? I mean, what am I going to go back to the... Two thousands? <laughs> what are we gonna do? The Stone Ages? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're gonna transcribe it on a well, I'm just stone. Chisel it back in the day. I'm just saying now. Yeah, now. Now, now we're just watching YouTube. If it came down to a hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. But I, I, I mean, the network to me is always it's cool because you can go back and revisit stuff that I you I've never seen before or forgot happened. Forgot happened. Or just for nostalgic reasons, just to enjoy a certain moment of time in your childhood or whenever, you know, you, you were you saw that particular event or something. So, so how long until they take the music, just the music, and put it on uh, the WWE Network, so you could just pull up the albums? They should. They yeah. should. That'd they be should. Great. But I think in the fact that right now with music, everybody has some form of stream. Well, most people nowadays have like some form of streaming service. Yeah. And with me, I got Spotify. I literally have all the WWE music because they got every literal album they put on there. If you have iTunes or anything else, or hell, with most phone providers now, yeah. they give you what is it? Apple Music? I, I can't remember. Yeah, what they give three you. month Apple Music. No, they right now Sprint giving you eight months free. Oh, Shit. I, I download the ones I want off iTunes yeah. anyway. I download his music. So yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cheap plug. Yeah, that's fine. What, what, what don't you like about the network? If you had to pick one thing that you're like, man, this network sucks. The stupid ads. <laughs> you don't like the ads? That 15 second, um, wow, who was that company, the t-shirt? Tap out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm with you, man. I have a tap out. It's <laughs> the same reason why I can't stand Hulu, because it's ads. Yeah. If they I'm, would just give it, if they would give me a higher tier, like an extra, if they charge me 15 bucks a month, mm-hmm. instead of whatever they charge us now, yeah. I don't know, we split it, but. Yeah, sorry. Um, if they charge us more and said, hey, we'll just take the ads out if you give us an extra 10 bucks a month, yeah. I fucking do it in a heartbeat. Oh, I, I would hate too. ads. I hate ads. Oh, but too. I don't mind actually the commercials when you're watching like NXT, like the actual hour long show. You need a stretch break. It's, yeah. I mean, I hate it. Because <laughs> well, because they're promoting something or something. I mean, I get it. It's live. You need it. That's yeah. fine. But like, if I'm going to rewatch NXT, I don't want to see it. Well, you're going to. So suck it up and just watch. No, it. I want an ad-free one. Why can't when Netflix is ad-free? Why can't this be ad-free? Because we haven't gone there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there. Yet. We're already there. Netflix is already doing it. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Or the ability to skip it. You know, like YouTube. You're watching YouTube and an ad pops up. You can skip the ad. Yeah. I'm fine with that too. Um, and then the last one is WWE stock. Yeah. Do we like it? Do we like that WWE's going has gone went public? Um, they're in the New York Stock Exchange. You can purchase WWE stock and actually be a part of the company. The stock is WWE stock. Yeah. The stock is yeah. only is I don't know the first thing about the stock market. Stock. But the stock is I do not. I do. The only thing 
the stock is only as good as the product that's on TV. Yeah. If the ratings go down, so does the stock. But does it? But well, technically, right now the ratings are down. Ratings are I down, don't but think the stock, stock went. Stock, stock didn't go is down. Probably the best it's ever been. Well, yeah. But that's because it's the the global media for it. Oh, I mean, yeah. just because we're not doing well over here, it's not saying that. They're still not making money in all these other countries on the stock, so that's the only reason the stock's not going on. I think I I guarantee right you it'll go down again when the XFL comes back out. Well, that's because it's a big-ass waste of money there, but... Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that's not true. But that's, you know, WWE. Um, let's talk about some other stuff, though. Uh, AWA, back in its day in the, in the 1980s, had a wrestler by the name of Sergeant Slaughter. And Sergeant Slaughter was wrestling in the AWA while he was actually the voice of Sergeant Slaughter on the uh, cartoon um, children's show uh, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. And I don't know the whole story of it, but my understanding was that Sergeant Slaughter was going to get whatever kind of cut on it, and Physic Man uh, wanted more of a cut, and that's why Slaughter left WWF and went to AWA. That's a rumor and innuendo. I don't know if that's true or not. But he went over to AWA and made a big name for himself there in the mid-80s. Um, was the top, probably, baby face of the promotion. Um, and then on top of that, he was doing the voices for uh, the show G.I. Joe at the time. So that's another little side, little nugget um, in the 80s from the uh, AWA that branched out outside the wrestling business. Here's a, here's a side little nugget for you. I got a nugget you can Bring on that little nugget. Randy Savage. Doing his good old... Snap into a Slim Jim commercials. commercials. Absolutely, Abdul um, the Butcher. In, Whoa! In uh, mankind. Bishop's doing, podcast. Uh, Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Bishop's podcast. He said Randy Savage pretty much paid for himself. Yeah, that's with, what I heard. With the revenue from his commercials. And that was another one. I don't. I, we don't know because we don't work there. But that was possibly one of the reasons why he left the WWF when he did in late '94. Um, and then went over to WCW. Um, but, I mean, there's so many other things that wrestling has done. Huh, we haven't even talked about the biggest moneymaker that they got right now. XFL. Oh, the toys. The sheer amount of toys that they put yeah. out in sale True. for the outrageous amounts of money. Did you know that the goddamn destructible steel cage set is about $80? Yeah. $80 for a fucking small cage. That you buy for a child. I'd buy it. And it comes with one wrestler, not two. So you have to buy another wrestler, which is going to be about $15 a pop if it's a normal size wrestler. $15? Where are you getting toys from? That's like 30 bucks, man. No, no, I'm talking about the small, just cheap ones. The, uh, fuck, what are they called? I bought my little brother some of these toys. You're talking about the ones that don't move? Yeah. Just the stiff ones. Man, he don't even play with the shit, but he asked for it. The sheer amount of toys that children ask for and don't play with, or just like, oh yeah, I want to get a John Cena toy. Or the outrageous amount of money that they charge you for the replica belts. Yes. I have three. Nothing wrong with that. As a kid, I would have loved to have a replica belt, but didn't they make them back then? I understand. The foam one with the. uh, But it wasn't garbage, yeah. The real thing. But $400 for a piece of pleather with three metal plates on it. Right. I can go to literally Joe Blow and whatever craft workshop and ask him to make this for a hundred. But if I want the authenticity of it, I have to call up or go. Well, Joe Blow will do anything for a turkey club, so we're not going to talk about Joe Blow. Oh, we're talking about that. I thought he was going to do something else for... Uh, blow. <laughs> oh, Blow. Yeah. Oh. Joe Blow. Joe Blow. Yeah, Joe Blow. But that's true. Like, I mean, the kids' toys, that 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 was really a Vincent Man thing in the 80s, starting with the action figures. Yes, I'm going to date myself. I had the original action figures in 85. Aren't they hanging off the chandelier in the other room? We did. Yeah, we did that for uh, seasons one of the podcast. We actually had wrestling action figures on the chandelier while we were recording. Um, but that was 85. Those were AWA. I still and then have I had a few of them. the WWF ones that were also. The little bendable ones. 85 that were just rubber. And they would cost, back then, probably close to 10 bucks. I had a Hulk Hogan and Stretch Armstrong. Yep. 
We had that too. He didn't last that long. You had that really, really retardedly expensive uh, fucking, uh, I don't know if it was John Cena, but the beat up buddy dolls. They were like really hard plush dolls. Yeah. yeah. People like you do an elbow drop and it says ow or uh, like shit like that. It's ow. Yeah, like those Man. fuckers were like $60 and all it was was a fucking dial with a fucking pressure sensor in it that when you hit it hard enough it goes ow. I like it. $60. Let us know on Facebook. Uh, Wild Card Wrestling, and let us know on our Twitter account, W-C-R-A-S-S-L-I-N. And give us your feedback as far as the greatest thing that wrestling has ever done outside of the wrestling business. In our next week's episode, we're going to talk about the best wrestling wrestlers that have never come to the WWE. So, put on your thinking caps, and until next week, we're going to be talking about the wrestlers that never came to WWE. But until then...